Disclaimer, this episode that you're about to listen to of Sports Headlines was recorded on August 26, 2020, just one night before the NBA announced that the playoffs will resume. Now, you're about to listen to the most important episode in the history of Sports Headlines, and let's get into it. Retweet uh, the one. Yeah, I will. That's at 8.45, so maybe say like starting now or something. And then, right. oh, say starting now and then send a link in it. guys are just now tuning in or just um, we were holding a seventh uh, second uh, silence moment of silence for Jacob Blake uh, 29 year old of Kenosha Wisconsin uh, who was shot by an officer seven times while uh, Jacob walking back to his car uh, he was shot seven times in the back by a police officer who arrived on the scene, and Jacob's three kids were in the back seat. Welcome back to Sports Headlines. Most authentic places first is a new feature on Sportscaster. You can donate to the channel, support the channel. Um, yeah, so you can tell by our tone, we're very serious, a little frustrated. But um, yeah, so today's going to be a very unique episode. We're going to spend about an hour on this. Because this is important. Recently, when, we, when we've talked about this stuff, it's been um, rather short. I think the last time we talked about maybe 10 minutes or the very first time, it like 10 minutes as well. This deserves to be talked about for a full episode. So we're going to dedicate a full episode and as long as many episodes as this takes. So um, as always, we got Warner Sanker back on. And really quickly, again, um, Thank you for um, Crossover 365 for powering this episode, powering every episode going forward. Make sure you follow them at, on Twitter and Instagram at Crossover 365. Um, but yeah, Warner, um, yeah, what's up? Get, get started. Thank you very much, man. Um, it was a hard day yesterday. It was a long day today. And um, with all the distractions in life, I think it's important that we do not get distracted from this, um, that we stay focused on the injustice that um, has plagued the African-American community for so long. Um, and it's not just now with, um, with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and now Jacob Blake. It's, it's been um, ever since... Uh, the Europeans discovered Africa and and eventually brought slaves over to North and South America. And um, ever since then, it's you're different, so therefore there's no way that you can be um, as important as me or as smart as me, and that's just not true. And um, I think it's I think it's very very sad that we are having this conversation right now well I mean halfway through um, 2020 you know there was there was thought to be progress that happened right after the Civil War and the 13th 14th and 15th amendment were passed 
it was thought to be progressed in 1964 with the Civil Rights uh, <clears throat> Amendment or um, um, Law Act, but um, it's it's unbelievable what's what's happening now, and and the needs to put a stop to it. So we're here to just talk with you guys on um, what your opinions are. You can say it in the comment section. You you can request to co-host with us and and join in. Have your have your thoughts there, but. Sean, I guess I got a question for you. What do you think about the MLB canceling some games and the NBA playoffs just being put on pause um, in response to in, in response to Jacob Blake's shooting? Yeah, um, that's really have to find the right word. Um, as a fan, as a basketball fan, as some body that waited four months to try to see a conclusion to the NBA season. I'm saddened, right, that the season can potentially be put on hold. But if that's what it's got to take, then uh, that that's what you got to so do. Um, uh, people, not just black people, because I'm going to be straight up honest with you. I'm going to keep it 100 almost all episode. <laughs> I absolutely hate using the word African-American. I, I hate using the word Caucasian, and I hate using the politically correct terms. I hate it. You'll almost rarely ever find me say Caucasian-American or African-American. I'm going to say Black, and I'm going to say White. Keep it on. Um, so not just Black people, but Latino-Americans uh, or Latino people. Um, Asian Americans um, and others, um, but it specifically focused on Black people because throughout history, Black people have been treated uh, the most unfair. If that makes sense, so if this is what it takes, then so be it. And so, yeah, that that's my first initial thought. My second initial thought is. Um, First off, I just want to read off a tweet. Um, apparently, the Bucks are still there. Like, they're intent. Dang it. Okay. This is from Roach. I'm going to read word for word. Within Bucks, there is sentiment that team that the team wants to continue playing here. The team's statement about it imperative for the Wisconsin State legislature to reconvene after months of inaction was an important element of action as players want to influence. And I thought um, it was really powerful to like, see the player's statement um, with George Hill and stuff. I sent you the uh, video warner to your account. Um, and to see the positive reaction and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, applause to them. And I, at first, not not to mimic what Stephen A. Smith said, I was a little curious, like why the Magic were still on the floor preparing to play the game. And like for example, let's go to the MLB. The Cardinals are playing today, but like guys like Dexter Fowler, Flattery um, can't get his first name off the top of my head right now. You'll probably correct me. Um, Jack Flaherty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
are choosing not to play, not because of injuries or anything, but they're choosing not to play because of this. And while I, I um, respect them doing that, I hate I at the same time. That's not that's not that's not cool because you gotta do it as a team, right? But it, it means so much more if the team is doing it. It means little to none if one player is doing. It. That's why uh, it's getting the it's getting right now from the NBA side of things because it's not just the Bucks. The Bucks are doing it. The Blazers are doing it. The Lakers are doing it. The Thunder, the Rockets. We've been hearing since yesterday that the Celtics and Raptors game is in jeopardy for game two tomorrow, okay? So game one of the semifinals, okay? And that's the matchup, like, I mean, that's a big-time second-round matchup. And for these players uh, to say, screw money, screw championships, this is more important, um, it, it really speaks volumes to me. If you're just joining us here, this is a very open and honest episode. Um, and if you guys would like to join, we would love to potentially get your thoughts on these. So um, if you're watching uh, live, if you have any thoughts in the chat, you want to join, uh, we'd love to have you guys. Please do. Please do. Yeah. We're interested to hear your thoughts, no matter if you um, think that no matter if you think anything, if you if you think that um, you know all black people just should should live in you know the poorest urban neighborhoods, or if you think that every single president and and uh, congressman and and uh, house rep and and political figure should be should be black. So um, whatever whatever you guys got. Yeah, um, but Warner, let, let, let's hear your thoughts. Like, what's your reaction to um, to the players and stuff like that? You know, yeah, I, um, I'm not using the word strike, boycott. Strike is ridiculous. Boycott. Yeah, yeah. Um, strikes and boycotts are very different. Strikes are for your own personal gain, um, or or the player's personal gain. A boycott is more so for um, like a movement's gain. It's 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 so you can get a point across. Um, it's not that you're not playing because you want more money or, or you want better health care or you want the, the games to be uh, like 40 minutes instead of 48 or only seven innings instead of nine innings. Um, it's, for, it's for something bigger than just yourself. And, um, you know, when I heard that, that teams and players were sitting out because of this, I thought to myself, good. Um, America loves sports the most, um, by far out of anything. Um, and it's embedded into our culture. And, um, I think that when there are no sports, you know, everybody's missing it. And, and that kind of, um, caused a lot of people to wear their mask more, uh, during the coronavirus shutdown and, um, really do, you know, these, these things intentionally, so that the sports would come back. And, you know, if this is what it takes, this is what it takes. But um, I just, I guess I want to send a message out there. Not all cops are bad cops or racist cops or cops that just want to go find uh, somebody of, of some type of body description, whether it's, you know, skin color, uh, weight, height, 
uh, anything and and just murder them or or significantly impact their life in the negative uh, using force. There are there are a lot of um, I, th- I think a majority of police officers are are good good guys good girls uh, who have good intentions and and want to you know make make the world a, a safer place a better place and do all they can to change it for good. But there are always these these one this one or two one or two people in in each department uh, sometime up to probably eight to ten. And, and they really stink up the joint for, for everybody else. So, you know, it's, it's a systemic issue. That's what, I, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm going to bring something up that I find very interesting. Uh, man. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say, all right? You know what I find very interesting to me? What's the one thing that like you that is so affiliated with black people? What what's that one what or what what's multiple things? You could go to the music, the culture, the uh like in terms of music and stuff like that. Um the and food, not, right? Yeah, it's it's not just go it's the music. It's it's the music, the food, um, the speech patterns, um, the the kind of the slang, the you got uh, Eminem acting like he like he Jay Z. Come on now, you got NF trying to be Drake, okay? Like come on now let's let's stop the nonsense okay and the reason why i bring up music per a study in 2017 you know what the ethnicity that listens to hip-hop music the most is you know what the ethnicity is i'm I'm asking i feel i feel like this might be a trick question or just an obvious answer and i'm not sure which one you're doing (laughs) no but seriously like do you know which one it is I'm gonna go with the obvious answer, and I'm gonna say black people. No, white people are the ones that listen to hip hop. Li- listen to hip hop music. I'll, I'll give you the link and everything. Per a case study in 2017, early 2017. Okay, 40. Okay, so there are, I believe, close to 80 percent of white people that listen to music. Right, 45 percent of those. Hold on, wait. Okay, never mind. I'll just use this instead. 45% of white people listen to hip-hop music. 45% in a country that is predominantly white or Caucasian, if you want the politically correct answer. You know, I hate saying Caucasian. So, you you have most of the people listening to the music that we made, okay? Like, and also, who would you say are the most popular rappers right now? Would you say Lil Baby's the top five rapper right now? I would definitely say that. Black. Drake, yes. Who else would you put in there? Uh, I'm not. I'm not too rap savvy right now. You know, I, I probably have like five rappers in, in my playlist, probably including Drake a little bit. But I mean, who else would you include in there? Warner, Kendrick. I'm, I don't. I, I, who else? Well, and even even the uh, there's a lot of variations to to hip hop and rap and, and uh, whatever name you want to call it. There's a lot of variations. Um, and it is predominantly black. It, it's the, the artists are, and um, while there is an increasing number of white artists um, in that genre, it's it's still I'd probably say sixty-five to seventy percent um, 
of the of the guys who have at least a shred of notoriety um, are are black. Yeah. Um, so I, I just want to touch on that. I thought that was rather interesting to me. Yeah, I, I just wanted to. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of very hurt. very interesting uh, statistic. Yeah, um, that kind of irked the nerve there. Um, because, because like Kofi said, oh, oh, we're fearful. Um, you, you're the you're, you're listening to our music, so I mean, like you're you're fearful, and you're the ones copying our culture or or mimicking. I don't want to say copying, even though in some cases copying, mimicking the the culture, mimicking the music in some cases, right? But you're afraid, and, and he's walking towards the car, right? Um, I will say that I think a lot of, um, at least young, young white people, um, who are around our age group, listen to it primarily to, um, seem not racist and, and they find out, oh, this is actually good. Um, I'm going to keep listening to it because I enjoy it. And, um, I think that's a big thing. But then at the same time, you have um, some people who are just, you know, they, they love a different kind of different kind of music, and that's completely and totally fine. There's, there's multiple genres uh, because there's uh, able to be that many. Um, people like, like those, the, the genres that we have currently, and there may be a new one uh, coming soon in somebody's basement or garage. But um, I think the way that the lyrics are performed, it's a lot of a lot of slang and a lot of white folk don't get kind of where it's coming from, or like the the translation of um, of the lyrics, you know. And um, I think they're taking it for what it sounds like to them, um, like word for word, the one hundred percent proper English. And we we came back to. The culture thing—it's—it's it's the slang, it's the the meaning that it that it has, in inside a certain uh, community. Um, what this combination of words means, instead of you know exactly what Merriam-Webster's or whatever dictionary uh, says they they mean exactly, and and I think that can can scare a lot of people, especially those who do not listen to uh, rap music, and um, you know some some of these police officers i have a theory aren't aren't going out to just target um black people or or hispanics or anybody who's not white i think they're so they have this deep feeling in their mind that's been ingrained in them from their youth from um previous generations and maybe it's maybe it's their family maybe it's not maybe it's just something that they read and they're like, yeah, right. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Whoever wrote the article, but they, they remember it and they, they have it deep down and then they see somebody. And then all these feelings and thoughts that they don't want, but they're coming up to the surface Then they get scared, they panic and something extremely, extremely bad happens like George Floyd or, or um, getting shot in the back seven times. I mean, that's just that's insane. Yeah. Um, 
I want to touch up on one thing you said before we transition. This is going to be a full episode. Like, this will be uploaded to podcasting platforms. Hopefully, it'll be YouTube by the end of tomorrow night. Hopefully, tomorrow, actually. Um, but this will go up on every platform because that's how important it is. But you touched upon how it's ingrained from the from like their youth or whatever. That's not theory. That's a fact. That's versus. That's versus systemic racism. That's where it comes from. It comes from your youth. And if you don't break out of it soon enough, then you think that what you what you're growing up on is is correct. And to go back to the rat part and why I watched a video from Jalen Rose. He did an interview. I loved what he said. And this is what he said. Pretty much this. I'm gonna paraphrase it. I'm not gonna get the exact words I'm using off the top of my head. Basically, what it said was that we have, like I said, 45% of white people listening to hip-hop music, right? They're slowly, and that, and most of them are like, like you said, our age, our generation, are, are slightly older, right? Like 20, They're start, 26 and, and like right. 13 or 14 to 26. Right. They're, they're, and most of those kids are listening to our, our around black kids or african-american kids right Mm -hmm. so so now they're like oh crap well i've been reading or what i've been hearing from my parents or my grandparents or my great great parents if they're still alive is not factual right and and Um, even if it's a even if it's kind of a mocking story say like uh grandpa joe is sitting in back in his lazy boy or whatever and he's saying oh yeah uh well back back when i lived uh on the farm down in uh down in georgia my great granddaddy saw and then tells this extremely like terrible story. And he's like, yeah, that's how cuckoo my great granddaddy was. That's why I don't act like him at all. And, and that you still hear the story. And even though you're the, the one who was telling it was specifically saying, don't do this. I don't endorse this. You're a terrible person. If you do, it's still somebody in your family you realize that or like you hear you hear them tell that story and you may not agree with it but then when you're sitting in your car at like 9 or 10 at night at the gas station or whatever and you see somebody else pull up to a different pump maybe even on the entirely other side of the gas station and you see somebody get out and they're black and it's kind of dark outside it's like dusk and then you, you start having feelings that you may not want to express and you may feel is completely wrong, but you still have them um, from a completely uh, out of range circumstance um, in, in the example that I that I told of the story. Yeah. Um, but back like what Jalen Rose said, like he, he said, like, this generation is not going to fix it, but help potentially change it through the way of hip-hop. Like I just said, the top, the bet, the bot, the 10 best rappers, you go find a top 10 list, not one of them. So what, there's 10 lists. Nine out of 10 of those lists are going to be completely filled up with black rappers. It's got to be, it's going to be Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, Lil Baby. Are, are, you, um, saying, are you saying uh, current rappers or all time? Even all time, if it's all time, it's definitely a black. If it's all time, 
Big, uh, Biggie, Tupac. Come on, now, Jay Z. I mean, even, even going like to guys who recently retired. I mean, yeah. Ah, it's like I, I just on. looked up. A, I just looked up a list right now, and and um, they're all black. Guarantee you, all black, yeah. right? All black. See, on point. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna read a couple of tweets off from our statements, rather, from owners and organizations. So this is from uh, Mavericks owner Mark Cuban, who is very popular in the media and with situations like this. So he tweeted out, all I can tell you, or no, not tweet out, his statement is, all I can tell you is I'm proud of our guys for using their platform to try to affect social societal change. I'm with them every step of the way. Um, <clears throat> That's also similar to what Jeannie Buss said of the Lakers, uh, who are also yep. sitting out tonight. Yep. Stay, uh, staying from the NBA Coaches Association, the NBA coaches support our players 100%. The, rest the restart happened largely because of the platform provided the baseless shootings of Jacob Blake and other black men and women by law enforcement underscores the need of action. Um, again, Anthony Davis now saying, we want justice for Jacob Blake. It's unacceptable. We're continuing to talk and try to find justice for him and everyone else who's been a victim. Now this is the this is the heartbreaking part, and I want I want to read this off, and what I'm gonna send it to you right quick so you can follow along. Okay, I haven't sent it yet. This is from former Portland Trailblazer Marquis Harkless. Okay, want to let me know when you got it? Okay, Maurice Harkless. Maurice. Yeah. I got to say Maurice. I'm I'm sorry. Currently playing for the New York Knicks on a yeah, currently playing for the New York Knicks, he, he had a pretty decent salary or contract extension. Yeah, four years. Uh, actually, that's not it. Dang it. Um, pretty decent contract. He's on, got traded in the offseason, making 11 mil this year, um, free agent. Um, but anyway, that, that's beyond the point, right? Beyond the point. But Warner, you got, you got it? Okay, so this is what he said. He tweeted out earlier today. He said, during my time in Portland, this is Maurice Harkless, one day I get in my car with my little brother and nephew, 14 and 13 at the time, excited for him to walk in with me for the first time during a playoff game. We get in the car, make our way towards the highway. Before we even make it on, literally right when I'm about to make the turn, sirens happen. I'm calm because I know I didn't do anything wrong, right? So I tell the boys, I'm speaking from Maurice Harkless's point of view, okay? So I tell the boys to stay calm. I got it. Pull over, grab my license and registration early, turn my radio down and roll down all my windows because in my head, him seeing two young boys with me may make him give me the benefit of the doubt when you... Um, and when can you I interrupt you real quick? Just yeah. the fact that he has to think about that stuff, getting his license and registration early, turn turning down the radio is pretty standard, but rolling down all of his windows so that the officer can see the boys in his cars, just because he he knows that this may be one of one of the bad ones in that certain police department, and that he knows he's a black man. There are uh, corrupt, terrible police officers out there. And he may have to do
do this. And so he's taking every single precaution that he can take and they should be unnecessary. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go back to after the radio down and I roll my, I roll down all my windows because my head seeing the see young boys so may, may make him give me the benefit of the doubt. When you look like us, you try anything to make sure you're safe, which is literally exactly what you just said. Um, and I believe this is the officer talking. Now he says, this your car. And Maurice like, huh, what? And officer says again, whose car is this? And the way like you, you, you're following the long one or the way he typed it, seems like a little bit more harsher of a tone this yeah, time. Yeah. And Maurice responds, mine officer, why did you pull me over? Officer re- responds, license and registration and insurance now. Um, and Maurice responds, why did you pull me over though? And Maurice like, I mean, the officer's like, now. Maurice like, okay, here. And the officer walks away. Here's the thing I want you to take away. Go ahead. I, I will say, they they go back to their cars. They you know they research you, see if you have any history or whatever. But go ahead. Yeah. And then this is what he says, or this is what happens rather. So the officer walks away. Two minutes later, or less than two minutes later. The attitude is completely shifted. So based off like what the officers like how he was saying or how the tone from his dialogue came off, seemed like he was rather harsh and yeah. So now it's actually completely shifted. And he says this. Hey, oh hey Mo, I'm sorry to be he, he's calling him Mo like they're best friends and stuff from, from elementary school now. Like they he didn't know just each other. Pull him over and demand license and registration, didn't even let him ask a question. Oh hey Mo, I'm sorry to bother you. There's been some suspicious activity in the neighborhood, and I saw you coming down that hill a little fast. Good luck tonight. Go get him. Please. Really? There's been some suspicious. That's just an excuse. And the little fast, that's that's also an excuse. I don't think he was necessarily speeding. And if he was, he was probably going five miles an hour over, just getting ready to go on the interstate. That's like why I'm making a face. If that's if, Ma- if Maurice Harkless did not play on a Portland Trailblazers at this time, depending on the year, I think it's also going to determine by it's like if it was last year or the year they beat. Uh, was he on that year, the year they beat San Antonio? I don't think he was. I mean, not San Antonio, the year they beat Houston. I think it was um, recently, but not like I the know. Last few years. I think it was before like they started getting real big and uh, high seed. No, no, he was just traded this year. Just traded this year. Uh, 2016 was his first year. Okay, so now I'm, but, but my, my point is, right? As I try to find out, because I mean, the year really doesn't matter because it shouldn't happen in general. Oh, okay. So 2015 16 was his first year. Okay. So I, well, I thought was correct. He, he was not part of the team that beat the, when Dame hit the game winning shot against Houston. But that doesn't matter. That's irrelevant. Imagine if Maurice Harkless was not Maurice Harkless, just some random guy. So just some random guy. Just imagine what happened. And just imagine, like, like, the cops aren't stupid. They know what's right and what's wrong. They, they intentionally 
intentionally did not do that. Oh, hey, hey, oh, hey, Mo, buddy, oh, chop, um, hey. Yeah, sorry, buddy, you were speeding a little bit. Uh, but hey, go get him tonight. Good job, champ. Okay. So, oh, crap. You that, that really, really, that's why? That's made, made me lose my whole point. Well, my point is, right, they're smart enough to know, oh, okay, he plays He plays for the Blazers. Let's not do anything because the NBA, the Blazers find out, then they're going to have to tell the league, and then that's going to cost a whole bunch of pow, 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 and then we're screwed, and we might get messed up and fired potentially. And we won't be able to do racist crap, right? Because, again, imagine if he was some random guy. And don't even get me started about the Sterling Brown situation in Milwaukee a couple years ago. Don't get me started. And, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little later, probably to close the episode out. But, um, and, yeah, just, just to confirm, Dodgers, Giants, won't play a night. Jacob Blake, okay. So it's now officially confirmed. I read it was postponed. Didn't know if it was official, but it's now official post. I mean, it's postponed. Um, imagine if he's some random guy, right? Imagine me if I'm an adult. This is scary. If I'm not a head coach, right? And I said, oh, hey, he, like if I'm just some random guy, right, he, and he doesn't know me, what, what happens, right? But if I'm a head coach and my kids are in the car, I'm like, hey, I'm a head coach. Hey, sorry, I'm on my way to practice. I'm the head coach. At University of Southern California, well, winks out there, you know, just got a little touch out there. Head coach, University of Southern California, um, on my way to practice. Life registration, okay. Sorry, 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 Sean. You were, um, you were, uh, you, you, you did have your a little sharp, and uh, we just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you did, you did have your blinkers on, so um, yeah, yeah. Would you like these to go? Thank you, officer. Thank you, officer. Have a nice day. See, like, but if I'm just some random guy, uh, I'm not even going to ask that one now. But the situation is completely different. And, so, and um, I'm glad that you touched on this. Uh, a, a survey conducted by Stanford University. So pretty, pretty, pretty credible, um, high-level college right there. Top right? 10 college in the year. I mean, in the country. In terms of academics. They studied a just just about a hundred million traffic stops from 2001 to 2017 and on average how many just about 100 million okay that's a lot it's a 16 year period yeah and they concluded that black drivers are 20 percent more likely to get pulled over than white drivers and just so you know how big that is, say that say that 10 people get pulled over by this one police officer in a day. I don't know the average on how many people get pulled over every day by a single officer, but, but just imagine it's about 10, okay? That's, that's almost double at, at that point the amount of, of black people than white people who get pulled over um, by that by that officer, um, and that's that's insane. I mean, and and then we, we just talked about the deep down tensions and and you know underliers. 
Um, I was listening to to a Reds game on the radio a few years ago, and it was a rain delay, and I heard the guy say, you know, uh, I'm really ashamed of this, but I was getting gas at a gas station uh, after a Reds game, and I saw this black guy come out of his car at a pump near me, and I locked my doors, and he said, I am very ashamed of this, and that just goes to show you how deep this really is. He's, he, he went on to say, you know, I don't consider myself a racist. I don't hate black people. Um, but in that moment, I got nervous and I locked my doors. And that, that just goes to show how big this actually is. Um, and, and that it's not just a little thing that, you know, we may be making up or, or that, you know, uh, the liberal media is, is pushing an agenda. It's, it's actually, it's, you know, it's fact. Um, it happens. Um, and, and just completely out of nowhere, you know, a, a completely non-racist person, um, maybe has like, maybe he was even, um, had some, had some great connection, uh, with the NAACP or something, right. And is great friends with everybody there. He's uh, an esteemed member of the of the organization, and yet he gets nervous when he sees a black guy walk walking on the same side of the street as him. Puts his hands in his pockets. Like, I mean, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, I want to touch on the twenty percent thing that you brought up. So, the black guy gets pulled over, right? They're like, oh, hey, check in with weapons or drugs or whatever, right? Okay. 20, nearly 20% of the white population uses drugs, right? 16% of the black population uses drugs, or the global, or the U.S. population, I'm sorry, that is. Um, and if we're talking about sell drugs, it's about even, right? But in terms of incarceration, um, if we're talking about incarceration and getting arrested. Or even getting your car searched. Black people are 6.5 more times as likely to be incarcerated for drug-related crimes than, than, um, than white people. I just want to. That's so. It, it, if you're if you're say, oh, hey, uh, black people do drugs. They have this. They have that. Okay, black people drugs. White people drugs. It's white to black. Selling drugs is about Selling here. Pretty even using. It's 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 a pretty large difference. And getting incarcerated. It's like that. It's. Yeah, that's that's a completely valid point um, there. Um, the fact that you know that they're twenty percent more likely to get pulled over, um, it contributes to that. Uh, the fact that they're more likely to have their car searched contributes to that. And you know, if 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 there was some white guy that was pushing cocaine. Um, across the Canadian border into Wyoming, right? And he gets pulled over. 
or she gets pulled over. The cops are just going to give them a speeding ticket or, or, or just give them a warning for whatever uh, infraction they did. But if there's a, if there's a, a black guy or, or a Mexican guy coming um, from, from Southern America or even Mexico, they're going to get stopped. They're going to get most likely searched or at least asked to search. And if something comes up, something comes up. And I think that's why you see so many more arrests for this because there are so many more stops and searches. And and that's just, frankly, that's unfair. And I know people like to say life's not fair, but at least make it close. Um, make life just, you know. Um, it's It's like... A situation where if uh, if uh, if an Arab looking guy reaches into his backpack on a plane and this this white lady is is sitting next to him because 9/11 terrorists were said to be Arab which that were were of Middle Eastern descent right and and so it, it only takes like one time or one situation that's heavily reported on to to start a trend and and I think that's that's a, another stem for this this problem and I, I don't think enough people recognize this either um, 64% of Americans as a whole say that um, racism in in um, just society and politics is is still a problem six only 64% yeah, we're seeing shootings like this. Um, 30% says it exists, but it's not a problem, not a major problem. And 3% say it once existed, but no longer exists, that we live in a perfectly just world, which which by any stretch of imagination is not correct. And then 1% said racism has never been a problem. And I'm assuming that's like the, the Grand Wizard and his followers of the Ku Klux Klan which is a whole other problem um, that I don't even know if we'll have time to get into today. But um, that's just outstanding. Only 64% say it's a major problem. 30% say it exists, but it's not a major problem. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, the 64%, well, first off, um, you know, I'll say that. The 64%, thank you for realizing it's a problem. Let's start off with that. So the 64% help address the problem as well, okay? The 30%, um, I don't know what rock you've been living under for the past 60 years. I don't know if it's oblivious, like naiveness, uh, hatred of bigotry. Uh, I don't care, right, but, you know, educate yourself in any way and get to surround yourself like come on like i just get like we've been saying statistics all episode that that it's at, at this point feel like we're just repeating ourselves at this point right um just for so, reference 64 yeah. percent of the population uh Saying that's a major problem. white population or, or, or U.S. population, American, U.S. population, as, as US a population. whole, 
Okay. Um, saying that it's a problem, that means there's probably there's about 118 million people in the country that think it's not a major problem or it doesn't exist. And and, and that it, in itself is a problem. I mean, how many how many times have you seen 118 million people on anything? I mean, on a on a YouTube video, on an Instagram post, retweeting something, liking something on 118 million? Maybe 50,000, 100,000, 200,000, 1.1 yeah. 1 million, but 100 yeah, million. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because really quickly, 60% of the American population is white. That's uh, one point, that's 191, 197, you want around, uh, 197 million uh, people in the United States are white. That's 60, 61%, roughly. Go around. 100%, that's 200 million, okay? So let's just pretend that that's 60 million white people. It's not, right? 60% of those. So, okay, thank you to the 120 white people, million white people who are saying, hey, yes, it's a problem. Do something about it. Like you just brought up a brilliant point on how you're not seeing a hut when, when uh, Chris Webber, who I, I, I'm going to send you the video because I'm really like, or even the Doc Rivers one that he did last night. It's not 120 million people liking that, retweeting that, reposting that, sharing that, saying, I stand with you, Doc. Oh, great take, Doc. We love you, Doc. Um, or love this, Doc. I stand with Doc. Or when Kaepernick was kneeling in 2016, and people were saying, oh, hey, don't even get me started. But oh, 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 he's disrespecting the flag. About to make me cuss on air. That's, that's crap. It is, this episode has mostly been negative up to this point, and I'd like to kind of spin it a little bit towards the positive. We are starting to gradually see that now with the uh, Black Lives Matter protests recently after George Floyd, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and now um, the, the, the kneeling at the national anthems on opening day and during the NBA playoffs. And now the boycotting of games, it is slowly, slowly starting to get better bit by bit, person by person. You know how politicians, one second, Sean, you know how politicians always say every vote counts. Every vote does count. Every person counts. Every person's opinion counts. And if their opinion is that one group of people or multiple groups of people are less than another group of people, that matters. And, and, it is up to everybody who disagrees with that to kindly, respectfully hear what they're saying and say, you are wrong, this is why, and kind of show them the right way. You can't really achieve much through violence and war and anger. More so because then they're going to react that way, and that blows the whole thing out of proportion. And while it may deserve anger and violence... In in the in hate towards that group of people. One of the greatest, I think you could say one of the greatest black men of all time, Martin Luther King Jr., got essentially the Civil Rights Act passed through nonviolent protests, demonstrations, speeches, and massive gatherings. The March on Washington was a massive gathering filled with speeches and protesters. And people who <clears throat> heard what Dr. Martin Luther King was saying 
and agreed with what he was saying. And we, we saw change slowly. And by no means is that over. We are still 118 million people away um, just in America approximately <clears throat> from this being, um, say, as the 30% said um, in, in, that, in that poll of it existing but not being a problem because then 94% of the population, 95, 96% of the population in America is on the same page in all races, all, all races are equal and should be treated equally and justly. If one black person murders three white people, it should not be a black versus white thing. It should not be anything like that. It should just be this person killed three other people. We need to pro prosecute that person according to the laws that are set in place. And, and if the people prosecuting and the laws themselves are not uh, bigotous or racist, then we would not be having this conversation right now. As um, the police chief of Kenosha. So first off, there's been protests all around Kenosha, 30 miles south of Milwaukee, I believe. The same place where Jacob Jacob Blake was shot seven times in the back. So there was a 17-year-old guy, our age, right, who took an AR-15. I believe that's a rifle or an assault rifle. It's, a, it's, a, it's either a semi-automatic or an automatic assault rifle. It's like military-grade stuff. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a whole another problem on its own that we don't have time for again today. Um, yeah. Because there's a couple other things that I want to talk about with like the, the sports, how it affects this positively. Um, and like I said, this is going to be an hour, a little bit over an hour probably. The way it's looking, we're at 15 minutes right now. Um, but but again, so in so the white guy, the 17 year old male in Kenosha, he was like, who was like, he first off, he killed two protesters, he severely wounded another. And you see, officers, this is actually a video. I gotta find the daggone video. I saved it and I don't know where it is. But there's a video, a legit video, all these pictures or whatever, of the, of the officers giving the guy water bottles and saying, oh man, thank you. We really appreciate it. What? And then, and, and what I and what I just showed you, or sent you rather, the police chief. That's I, I just randomly went to my IG for no reason, and I saw LeBron's feed is from Shannon Sharp, and the police chief of Kenosha said that the seventeen-year-old white male took an AR-15 to a protester to resolve the issues. So resolving issues is killing two. Protesters and wounding another—that's resolving the issues. Is that what is that what we're saying right first now? All, first of all, dude, you're not even 18 yet. I mean, you're not right. even, you you're not even eligible for the military draft. Second of all, you have an a, a mili, a, an assault rifle. Third of all, you are not connected to the police force. You're not an undercover detective, and and while you may want to be a police officer one day, you are not one right now. Um, you are 17. 
And that is not your job. If if the police wants to use force against the protesters, which they should not, because it is a right in the Constitution to be able to protest and petition. But if they want to use the force, let them as as a as a department do it. The, don't take things into your own hands like that and just take the life of two people like that. Yeah, so and, and yeah, so for that that's crazy is in its own right. And, and again, like, how the freak are you a 17-year-old getting access to a either an auto cinematic or, or an automatic assault rifle? Like, how are you getting you're that? Even, you're not even legally allowed to own a gun. You're not even allowed to vote yet. And you, you have a, an, an assault rifle, military grade per you. I mean, I believe you. I mean, that's the auto. That's either auto cinematic or automatic assault rifle. So I would imagine semi-automatic, semi-automatic. Here, I've been you saying really that. For three, you are I've really been saying. I've been saying that for like three minutes now. I, I, I just assumed I was correct at this point. Um, like seriously, like where do you get, like where do you get that this is okay from, right? So that that's that's ridiculous in his own right. Um, the Reds and Brewers game, if you guys did not know, was postponed. The Brewers sent out a statement. The players from the Brewers and Reds game have decided to not play tonight's baseball game. But the community and our nation nation is such pain. We wanted to draw as much attention to the issues that really matter, especially racial injustice and systemic oppression. Oh, first off. Or in why can't the Knicks just say something that simple? Like the Knicks just like the Knicks like, will find some way to mess up. We uh, we 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 don't we we don't condemn racism. Uh, something something something. You know, all you have to say is Black Lives Matter. Just say that, and then you're good. Okay. We are, we are not playing because this and this and this, and we think that these. Oh man. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, that's, that, um, hold on really quickly. I think one uh, thing we haven't touched on yet, Sean, is we have not seen most of these police officers be fired, or at least be put on uh, leave without pay. Uh, I haven't even started on that, and yeah, so. Let's start. Yeah. Uh, what are What are your feelings on that? Okay. Um, Angels Astros has been postponed. I wonder if they started. I don't think they started playing yet. Sorry, uh, to cut you off there, Warner. Um, because I don't think they started. Nope, they did not start, so they're likely canceling as well due to the the ongoing uh racial oppression and the outrage of emotion from um. My words aren't even coming to me right now. But um, yeah, so Warner, how about you start? I'm trying to get some more information up so we can uh, so we can continue going. So go ahead. I know the reason why that why these police officers have not been either arrested, charged, or at the very least fired 
or put on leave without pay. And it is a very corrupt, unjust way of siphoning power from um, and, and, and just giving away responsibility. And, and Sean, I'd like to ask you this question. Would you say overall that things like the, the um, NFLPA or the MLBPA uh, or, or all these player associations of the national leagues or even uh, workers' unions, would you say that they are majority good or majority bad? Do you think they bring good things to the people they are serving and, and the community as a whole? Unions typically only benefit the ones that are inside of them. Unions don't typically. Um, my, yeah. point, my point here is that the reason these officers have not been fired are because of police unions. Yes, there are police unions. Um and they are so powerful that in some some counties, cities, or or uh, places with their own police force are virtually powerless. And not to say that they can't do more, which they definitely can. But these unions are so powerful they can essentially. I mean, they can essentially scare tactic and, and force their way um, having these officers keep their jobs. Um, and and it's, it's absolutely insane to me that that is a thing. I mean, shoot, if you work at Kroger and you get caught stealing a pack of M&Ms, the union can't do anything because <clears throat> you were caught stealing something and, and that that's against the rules and, and the union knows that you were wrong, you're getting fired. Stealing a bag of M&Ms or even a, a pack of um, ribs or chicken breasts is nowhere near potentially leaving somebody paralyzed from the waist down or killing somebody. And it's not just the one person that you hurt. It's the, the family of that person, the aunts, uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, parents, grandparents, and their friends as well, people they went to school with, people they work with, um, people they met as a ch- as little children that they may still be friends with. And that is the fact that one action, the squeezing of a trigger in one bullet from one officer or, or the knee to a neck of one officer can just ruin so many lives and still not get fired is is just other otherworldly it's it's like you're living in this i mean in this like communist um one person controls everything kind of system in which the the law enforcement can do all these awful things and not have any consequences because it's what the dictator wants well there's no dictators in america there is a complex system that's meant to keep that from happening and give more rights to to the individual man, woman, and child, the citizen, of, or even people who live here. And the fact that one union can keep an awful person 
who did an awful thing employed is 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 just completely just off it's it's not american so if you guys watched our live stream yesterday i think it was yesterday um <clears throat> We tried to get recorded. Now, first off, my camera was absolutely terrible. Um, but as, as every other one, right? I was like, it, it hurt, right? Found that he was shot, right? And I was like, okay, okay, sigh, sigh of relief. He's alive. But then the gut punch, like the Floyd Money Mayweather, Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali, just sucker punch to the stomach. Was the fact that, um, was the fact that he was that he is potentially I still haven't heard of his permanent or not, but paralyzed from the waist down potentially permanently, right? Like, so, I mean, that's like, a big thing. I mean, that's like half of your body that cannot move because of a spinal injury. And the fact right. that I mean, it was seven times. Do you understand how many times that is to shoot a person? I mean, if if you're go if you're overseas fighting in some war or conflict as a soldier, you usually don't shoot somebody seven times. Once, twice, three, four times. I can't say from experience, as I am not in the military and never have been, but se- seven times? I mean... I'm assuming, now I don't, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm assuming the first shot was not the one that paralyzed him. I'm assuming the first shot probably went into his back, um, either got lodged in some muscle, maybe hit a rib, um, broke a rib, punctured a lung or something. You can recover. It's a painful recovery. It's a slow recovery. But in probably about 10, 12, 15 years, you will be probably 95% of yourself. If you can never walk again, you know how big walking is for the person for any person in their life. I mean, I think the magnitude sometimes gets lost on how many times seven times is. I mean, seven. Have you ever have you ever had a Nerf gun and shot somebody seven times? Especially with especially the hard bullets, like oh, even like. The, the ones with multiple shots, those are only six. So you would have to reload and keep shooting. That's, that's insane. Um, yeah, so first off, thanks for bringing that part up. Um, but Golden State Warriors also tweet, uh, put out a statement. The recent events of Kenosha, Wisconsin, where yet another young black man, first off, the fact that we have to say another and in some weird scenario, not even be at all surprised by that is beyond me. But anyway, where yet another young black man, Jacob Blake, was shot by police are appalling. Unfortunately, this is yet another example of an unacceptable pattern across our country, not only in recent months with Rihanna Taylor, but for many painful years. We support NBA players. Um, in taking actions designed to shed light and send a loud and clear message. Enough is enough. We are united in our stance against racial injustice. 
First off, I'm going to throw a little joke because this has been, like you said, rather negative and depressing. Why can't the Knicks put that out? Or the Knicks should just at least put hashtag Black Lives Matter. Come on, New York. I mean, that, that four characters, man. It's a, it's a number <laughs> symbol, a pound symbol, and a B, an L, and an F. I mean, just I mean, tune that out and we'll have some sense. You'll be better off than sending in sending out whatever crap you said. Like what what did they send out for George Floyd? It was just absolutely like stupid. Like, oh, we do not do that. Uh, the, 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 just say black lives. James Dolan has never uh put a black man in a chokehold to the point of asphyxiation. Uh Square like, Garden <laughs> as a whole has never murdered somebody and in the arena. Actually, you know the worst part is, it wasn't even from the Knicks. I think MSG came out with the announcement. Oh, my goodness. That makes them look even worse. That whole organization is a mess from <laughs> top to bottom. I mean, the fact that oh, R.J. God. Barrett – I mean, R.J. Barrett most likely would have been the number one overall pick and was pretty much considered the better pure basketball player than Zion. I mean, Zion can that jump out the gym. Zion, Zion could dunk on the hoop break the hoop and then bench press the hoop that's that's how much of a freak of, of nature he is and but rj was considered like the best pure basketball player the guy who had the best just the best well-rounded game and the fact that he got off to a very slow start we've heard almost nothing about him is just incredible i mean we're heard, we heard about more more about an injured zion than we did about RJ Barrett. I mean, Zion wasn't even playing, and we heard about him. And yeah, how much will the Pelicans miss Zion at the beginning of the season? How much does uh, Zion being out impact the NBA's ticket sales or the Pelicans? Dude, he's going to be injured for a while, guys. He tore his meniscus. I mean, he's going to be out for a good amount of time. Talk about something else. And the fact that we didn't hear one thing about RJ Barrett, I think, is is incredible. Poor Zion. Um. Hold on, something else for you. Um, Robert Hort, that is Robert right? Yep, Robert Horry, seven-time um, NBA champion, uh, a part of Spectrum Sportsnet analyst, like covering Lakers and stuff like that. He said, hey, it's hard to tell your 14-year-old son that I worry about him when he walks out that door. And and, and, and that's, a real, like, that's a real fear, yep. right? Because his son, I, I highly doubt, like, people know cops or white people, racist, racist people, and I can say white. Racist I, mean, I, don't even, I don't even know much about his son. I, 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 I wouldn't see him on the street and say, oh, that's, that's oh, crap. You're Robert Ory's son? Like, 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 if I saw Bronny, I'd be like, oh, crap, that's Bronny. Or if I saw Bryce, LeBron's son, LeBron's other son, I'd be like, oh, crap, that's Bryce. What's up, my boy? Like, if you watch the video, and look at you like, what are you talking about, man? Like, what are you talking about? I don't let know. Me go, let me go walk to my next destination, something that Jacob Blake most likely will not be able to do. Yeah. Um, so you know, things back to negative, but yeah. And also, Naomi Osaka, one of the best female tennis players in the world right now, says she's not going to be playing in the semifinals for the Southern Open tomorrow. So that's that's. Uh, good to hear as well. And really quickly, again, this isn't about basketball or this isn't about baseball anymore. Um, and, and I'm glad that we, um, I'm glad that the players realized that. And I'm glad that they've embraced that. Um, and 
making everybody look like a genius right now. So, Warner, what are your thoughts? It's just, I mean, this man, this man has has children that he is never going to be able to play football with, play basketball with, or or play any of these sports that are now sitting out on his behalf. They're boycotting their own league, how they make their living. Because this man was wronged so severely. And while he's not dead, he will never, most likely never be able to walk again. And, I mean, that's going to scar his, his children, uh, whoever he may have a relationship with. Um, his parents, I mean, think of all the family gatherings that he would either miss or be severely, um, I guess, handicapped at. I mean, going to Thanksgiving, he would have to sit in one spot. If you have stairs going anywhere, you're restricted to one floor. If you have a wheelchair, that's great. Those are very, very large and kind of hard to maneuver. And if, if you're just stuck in a chair somewhere, then you have to be helped out of the chair, put into a wheelchair, or, or helped across, across the, the floor to the table where you then are going to have to hold yourself up even more because you can't move your leg. I mean, think about even sitting down in like a, a dinner, a, like a meal chair or, or a, a, like a wooden chair, a straight back chair, or even one of those metal foldable chairs. You have to have your feet planted on the ground in order to stand up. You have you sit up. You have to use your core, which he's still going to have, but his hip flexors, what what bends his hip, uh, his hip fle- on both front and back, not not going to be functional. Um, his knees, his ankles, not going to work. He's not going to be able to command his knees to bend and to pick him up or to balance him on his chair. So he's either going to have to have a hand down, he's going to have to have a special chair with kind of railings. And then, I mean, that's that's what, even old people who lose the ability to walk or, or find it extremely hard to walk and have to use like a walker or a cane just feel terrible about themselves because that, that's their freedom that they're losing. And this man's not 80 years old. He still has mercy. He's he 29. He was a basketball life. player. He would be like for basketball players. Sorry to cut you off, corner. For basketball players, we consider basketball players prime. Unless you're a freak of nature like LeBron or somebody else, your prime is generally like 86, 20 to 31. Is uh, probably 31. I say 31, 30, 31, right? And that goes for most sports too. Right. I mean, even football, unless you're running back. Because yeah, unless you're a running back. Suddenly fall off a cliff at thirty because you use because twenty nine you're off the cliff. Um, but I mean all these all these sports, uh, football, baseball, um, shoot golf. I mean golf is not the most athletically skilled um, sport, but you still have to be um, somewhat athletic to play it. Um, you know from from the hips and and the timing in your swing. Um, to to the way you just putt um, and, and your eyesight and, and all that. Um, it's it's crazy. 
Yeah, and for people that don't know, I have a wrestling show that's come that I started, and I'm really considering not even doing an episode this week. I was gonna have a big time special guest, and part of me doesn't want to do it. If I'm being completely honest with you guys, because I think that'll be distracting and taking away from the uh, from the from the problem at hand right now. Which is why this episode right now that we're having is an so hour. Yeah, well, that too. Um, so, how important, and we've touched on this in the past, but basically, from what Woj is saying, like the players want to see the owners take action, which I think is so important because mm-hmm. the players show one, show me one player that hasn't voiced support for it, show me one coach. Especially when we look at like Doc Rivers, Eric Spolstra, Greg Mother freaking Popovich, right? Frank Vogel, right? Show me one coach that hasn't voiced, or even had those little those little cute uh, coaches for racism, which is kind of corny, but I'm, it's kind of corny to me. But hey, screw it, you're supporting it. Um, I, I think it's corny. And here, here's a big thing: the owners have the power to basically choose the commissioner, hire the coaches, the GMs. They're the then, one like funding the presidents and stuff, who, and that's why that's why that's why the players are outraged. That's why the players who then who then get the players. I mean, at a certain point, these players are replaceable. Now, a guy like LeBron James or Giannis or Kawhi, and these big name players are harder to replace. But if you're like a guy who's, I mean, if you're Gordon Hayward, or even if you're Jalen Brown, you are replaceable. Teams may prefer not to, but you are a replaceable person. And that's why it's so big that it's everyone. It's a collective agreement because you can just cut or, or trade the what the person that you don't like or you don't agree with um, who's speaking out. But if your whole team's doing it, I mean, you're basically starting from scratch. Yeah, I'm really quickly. Put some, give them some credit because I think they're not getting enough credit right now. The WNBA, give them some credit. Give them their part. The women have done a phenomenal job. They were really creative, and I loved it. First off, no games were played today. Second off, I think it was the Mystics. They had all their players out. I think the team that played, I forget who they were going to play. And they had them all out. And each person had a letter. And it spelled out justice for Jacob Blake. And Kyrie funded $1.5 million to the, the WNBA and stuff like that for, for the players. So we need to give them some credit as well. And that's a part of the problem as well. Stephen Curry, I, don't, I, want, I, I want to get the exact number right. Okay, so actually, you know what? Let me look it up. Stephen Curry salary. Let me. I want to get exactly right, okay? He's making $40.23 million. Granny's the greatest shooter of all time, right? Okay, Warner, you following me? Wanna? Yep. You follow me? Okay. Stephen Curry makes $40.23 million. The highest paid WNBA player in 2019 was the one of honor for the Phoenix Sun. I think they're the Sun. So, like, you have the Suns and the Sun. That, that's that's weird to me, but I mean, More power hey. too, I, don't care. I mean, 
Right. Whatever um, name you want, as long as it's not like the Phoenix Hitlers. A Washington football team. <laughs> the Phoenix basketball team. Right. What the heck? Yeah, like, like who came up? Who came up with this? <laughs> I'm thinking about the meme again. I mean, you have so many other. You have, like, some, oh, you have so many other names to choose from. You can like be how many creative people do you guys have? You and can be the Washington Senators. Bring back the old baseball team, Washington Senators. You could be the Washington um, Dragons for all you care. Pick the coolest thing. You could be the Washington Dragons playing in a rock and roll band while also rapping and having <laughs> parties all the time or something. And and you could have the coolest mascot ever. But I have a feeling that Dan Schneider, who is against changing the name for the longest until the corporate sponsors started dropping out, like FedEx, mm-hmm. he said... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry to cut you off. I love that you brought that up. Which is another reason why the players want the owners to get more involved. They know the owners only give a freak about their bottom lines. And yep. Warner's, yep. and Warner's yep. bobblehead all of a yep. sudden. But that is why so are outraged. Because the owners, especially NFL owners, all they give a crap about is their bottom lines. And I'm rain, I am ranting on the NFL. And now they're on the NFL. Rogers, I mean, businesses too. Bus- all, all businesses care about their bottom lines. We have to make at least this much money where there are serious changes going to be made. And Roger Goodell was in an interview with Emmanuel Echo, former NFL player. It's called Acho. Acho. What is wrong with me? Uncomfortable conversations. I I don't yeah, I guess. Uncomfortable conversations with the black man. And in that episode, Roger Goodell said we should have stood with Cap from the start. Shut up, Roger Goodell. Shut the I, I will. I will. Shut up. At least he said that instead of pulling the Knicks and saying, uh, you know, Colin Kaepernick was a good quarterback in 2015 or something. I mean, at least he said something remotely positive, even if he didn't mean it at all. So, yeah. So, yeah. I kind another of... problem. It, don't just say stuff to agree with the majority. Say how you feel and then. I'd rather know you're a racist so that I can just block you. Like, like don't say, okay, oh, hey. I'd rather know you're a racist so I could have a, a, a discussion with you, uh, a nuanced discussion with you. Unless you're a jazz why fan. Why you feel that way and why Unless you should not feel fan. that way. Unless you're a jazz fan. <laughs> that, was a, that was direct shade at Warren right there. I wasn't at Warren. I, I was at the Jazz fan. Okay, that kind of is the shade at Warren because he's a part of the Jazz fan base. But I mean, come on, I'm a lion. But um, seriously, I, I don't like that he like it's it's been four years. Hmm, how many quarterbacks? Let, let let's go down the line here right now. Joe Burrow, love him. He hasn't proved anything. Yeah, he's a rookie. Sam Donald hasn't proved anything. Uh, who else is there? Jared I think, I think there are probably six starting quarterbacks right now that Kaepernick could have at least a QB camp battle with. And probably, probably like twenty five backups that he would be leaps and bounds. He could be a backup on every single team. There isn't a team he wouldn't be probably the first backup on. Maybe New Orleans because of the scheme. Maybe New Orleans because of the scheme. I think I think Sean Payton would have a lot of fun with Kaepernick, honestly. I'm just uh, saying because they seem to love their boy. Still, not not to feel shade at him, but I think they love him a little too much. 
Miami. I don't think he would be the first because they have two and Fitzpatrick. They have three quarterbacks, so they wouldn't need them. I think New England as well because according to all the rumors, Cam Newton is having a very, very successful training camp. Um, I mean, even Green Bay. We drafted Jordan Love. He's not NFL ready yet. He's not. He's not NFL. We extended Aaron Rodgers. I'm going down the line. Love to play right now, line. Then we might as well cut Rodgers. I'm gonna go down the line. Again, uh, Burrow's a rookie. Hasn't proved anything. And Darnold he gets has, back up for the Bengals. Darnold, it, yeah, he could definitely. He'll be the backup for the Bengals. Darnold hasn't proved anything. Let's go to the AFC South. Only quarterback I say for sure is better than him is Deshaun. So what's that? Five. Like for sure better. Like, no chance in heck you're taking I – mean, If you look about it, Gardner Minshew had ups and downs. He's still somewhat unproven. Tannehill's a game manager who was in a bad situation in Miami. That's why I feel so bad for Sam Darnold because now he has Adam Gase, who's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, but whispers – Yeah, one good year with the greatest – Yeah, one good year. Throw it to that safety over the middle over there. <laughs> yeah, one good year with the greatest – Regular season quarterback of all time and Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and hey, he's got like three jobs. I mean, hey, maybe that's more credit to Peyton Manning resisting right. Gase than anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> where, where are we at now? Five. Okay. Justin Hurt or whoever the Chargers quarterback is at this point. Um, Drew Lock, arguable. Um, oh, but he's got, he's he's an MVP now. So. Oh yeah, yeah. He's oh yeah. I, I, I forgot. He's an MVP now. Um, AFC North. Mitch or Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love how Bears fans think they're going to compete this year with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles as their Teddy Bridgewater. The the Jags were pretty much going to cut Nick Foles, but then you traded for him. Like, <sighs> anyway, but but what my point is, right? I hated that because you tell me this is it's been four years. And four years later, where I'm still saying there's at least five quarterbacks I take Colin Kaepernick over to start. Are you crazy? Like, like it, 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 it's a joke. So I, I hate that Goodell said something. I'd rather him just shut up. I'd rather him just not even have said anything. Me personally, but again, kind of around a tangent. I'm glad that you brought the like brought up the bottom lines and the owners and stuff. I really appreciate that because I definitely would have forgotten that. Um, but yeah, the owners and really quickly, um, got a couple of updates. I believe I can find them. Um, yeah, that's, thank you for, for, for saying that. I think Um, it's an important thing that needs to be mentioned. Um, here are, uh, we inevitably in this stream to all those who are watching on a replay or live listening on the podcast, watching on YouTube, look up um, a video, uh, an informational video on police unions. Look up an article. Read an article on police unions. It is it is such a big problem that is not heard in, in America that I think you would do yourself a service um, to, to educate yourself a little bit more on, on these unions. Yeah, um, yeah, so really quickly, let's find, uh, get some updates for you guys here. Um, so 
Major League Baseball came out with a statement, and I liked how you said inevitably end the stream an hour and 23 minutes like we're streaming a game on this uh, late Thursday, Friday. What's the day? Wednesday? I don't even know what day it is now. Um, with this, Wednesday. Yeah, with this Wednesday night. Um, um, so Major League Baseball issued the following statement. Follow, uh, it's a statement following the postponements of games between the Brewers and Reds, Padres and Mariners and Giants and Dodgers, San Francisco Giants and Dodgers. Uh, this is their statement, given the pain in the communities of Wisconsin and beyond, following the shooting of Jacob Blake, we respect the decision of a number of players now to play tonight. Major League Baseball remains united for a change in our society and we, and we will be allies in the fight to end racism and injustice. Even Major League Baseball, who I've been very Thank critical you, Rob Manfred. For, for, for saying for doing for doing something right. Like, come Thank on. It's, uh, like, is it that hard? Okay. And really quickly, this is something that I want to bring up. We were talking about ownership, right? I hate the Clippers' guts. I hate everything about them on the court. I hate their guts. I hate them. They're so because you loved them when Chris Paul was on them. Now that they're LeBron's rival, though, you got it. Wait, wait, no. First off, they're so cocky and arrogant, like they've done something. Okay, they're like second off from last year. Second off, Marcus Morris. That is that was that was pretty dirty. What he did to Luca's ankle. He did it twice. Remember remember the Zaza Petrulia play? Yeah, in twenty seventeen. The exact same thing. Like, like, come on now. Like, if you jump, right? If you jump and contest, the normal way to jump and contest, if you don't know what a jump and contest, so I'm about to give you a little history lesson, a little lesson, okay? You jump and contest like that. Marcus, Marcus Morris jumped down the drive to land on his ankles, okay? You don't, like, you tell me that's not intentional. That's exactly what Zaza was I mean, it's a foul if you do that. You try not to foul in most cases. Right. Um, and then he intentionally stepped on his foot. I think he was trying to drive for a layup or whatever. But my point is, layup. first off, that is that. But back to my main point, right? I love everything about their front office. They're a world-class organization in terms of coaching on up. You got champions um, on the coaching level and Tyron Lewis, Doc Rivers. Um, who I re- I- I've always respected Doc from, and now I'm breathing hard and everything. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of athlete? I'm not even an athlete, but I'm breathing hard after doing nothing. Um, I respected Doc from a coaching perspective always because, as Paul Pierce said, like the Celtics coached by Doc Rivers in the late 2000s and early 2010s ran LeBron out of Cleveland pretty much. So you have to respect Doc as a coach. But I respect him a whole lot more off the floor. And really quickly, Steve Ballmer, the owner of the, of the Clippers, Who's worth fifty-three million billion dollars? Hey, he's a fun <laughs> guy, though. No wonder Kawhi went there. I mean, he's he's hilarious. Their their owner, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, yes, and and he tweeted out, "I'm angry. I'm again angry over the stream of a black man hashtag Dick Blake." Doc Rivers and a Bucks player said it well. We need police, real police accountability. Give citizens data to do so. Let's have a criminal justice reform that keeps all people safe. 
but not senselessly imprisoned or afraid. Um, so yeah, and, and he's, and I think if the players are gonna get what they want, what they want, which is owner support, right? I think Steve is gonna be a driving force in this. Guys like Steve Ballmer, Mark Cuban, Mm-hmm. Definitely, He's one definitely. of the most influential owners in the NBA right now. Any buzz? He definitely not gonna get anything from uh from James Dolan, but that's oh the Knicks. Why can't you just make your fans happy for once? I'm surprised you still have them. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! It's something from the Peter Griffin burner, and it's a book. So you remember, it was an episode where he's like, uh, where he has two books in his hand, so he's deciding which one, right? And he's and he's being the Knicks. And one book says, um, <laughs> "Be a be a successful franchise and make your fans happy." And the other one says, "Tweet out something stupid and be and be a be a terrible franchise." <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, uh, let's end the episode on this. One hundred and sixty-six days ago, uh, officers in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, raided, or I don't even know if raided is the right word, entered uh, Brown Taylor's house. And on that night, Brown Taylor was fatally murdered. And her killers are, her murderers are still um, still out there, right? And, you know, go to uh, basically, all you had to just follow Kenny Stills. And actually, I'll get the info for tomorrow. Or some one other one other day this week that we record, um, we can I can get you guys the official info for that. There there will definitely be a part two to this conversation. Um, in case you think we're kind of hanging you guys on a cliff, um, there will be a part two to this, and uh, we will thoroughly enjoy it again. And uh, we hope you you um, gain some insight into not only our lives but uh, the world as a whole. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we start wrapping up. It's not what we do now. Uh, Thank you but, all for watching Sports Headlines, the most authentic place in sports. Um, this episode was powered by Crossover Media. Um, our thanks to them and uh, their network for for uh, powering this stream. Uh, our thanks also go to Sportscaster for um, giving us this platform to use and all content creators on here giving us this platform to use. We thank you all for watching uh, so much. Um, we hope you learned a thing or two from, from today's stream. Um, and and hopefully this will not be a normal thing we have to do. Um, all we can do is, is petition March for Change and... Um, Eventually, eventually it will come. I'm going to end on this. Well, this and that one, one thing. We want to end the way we started. Tamir Rice was 12 and was killed for having, was for playing and having a fake toy gun. Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy who we were referring to earlier in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, killed two people with an auto-cinematic, semi-automatic, uh, Assault rifle and walk, walk and kill two people and got to go home and sleep. And, and was praised by the police chief essentially. Yeah. So if you don't think that's a problem, 
take a look in the mirror because then you would be a part of the problem as well. And it, it, that doesn't mean that you can't uh, fix the problem as well. You can still fix the problem and uh, be a part of social change. But yeah, I want to end the way the way we started with a seven second moment of silence for Jacob Blake, who was shot seven times in the back by officers. Uh, follow us on our social media platforms. We'll be put, putting stuff out there as well. Warren's slowly becoming more active on Twitter. So hopefully we'll see some progress there. But uh, anyway, let's start the way we start. Let's end the way we started with a seven second moment of silence. Please join us in having a moment of silence for Jacob Blake. Amen. Thank you for watching Sports Talent. You know something that takes place in sports. In terms of an episode, this is the longest one. But as Warner tweeted out, this is the most crucial and most important one. Therefore, it had to be the longest. Thank you for watching Sports Talent Live. Powered by Crossover 365. The most authentic place in sports. We don't know when. We'll see you back this week. We'll know when it will. We don't know when the NBA is coming back. There's a lot of uncertainty. But as somehow we always do, we'll make it through. That was kind of a rhyme there. Okay, Sean, you spent bars today. Thank you for watching the most authentic place in sports. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Love you guys. See you guys soon.